Salutations. Welcome to Generation X. I'm Ducky. And I'm Andy. Our names are fake, but our friendship is real. We're two Gen Xers inviting you to our weekly deep dive into dating, sex, and relationships. Today, we're going to do a very special episode on COVID. Uh, We're also going to talk about the dating app, Plenty of Fish, and give you some amazing unsolicited advice about outdoor safe dates to enjoy for your COVID adventures in dating. So, Ducky, let's catch up real quick. Well, since our last podcast, I've had a date with Winona, another date with Winona. And this time, if you'll recall, I was determined to stick the landing. And I definitely did stick the landing multiple times. And then the next day, she dumped me by text. So that happened. And now I'm back to square zero with my dating life because my other potential date, Claire, has really drifted off and is now, I guess, really into seeing her new man. So haven't seen her. She hasn't come over. So I'm kind of back to zero here. Just putting my my line out there. Is Polly. So it doesn't mean that it's like forever, but I mean, I I think she's really into this guy. And so I think she mm. she's definitely stopped coming around. She's definitely I, I'm guessing she probably stopped seeing the uh, the woman that she was kind of flirting with. And she's kind of doubled down on this on this new guy. And she was like, oh, he kind of reminds me of my ex-husband, which I'm like, that's that's not great but not for me to say not for me to say she's not my girlfriend well that is a bummer i i had such high hopes and here we are dating Woo! love it when she texted you what did she say just i'm i'm not into this or like you said i've given this i've given this some thought and I don't think that you're ready for dating. He's like, I don't think that you're you're in the right headspace for dating. I don't know if that's true, but maybe she was wanting something that was more serious than you know. We were talking about. I even asked her. I was like, Hey, you know, what do you what are you interested in? And she was like, Well, eventually, you know, I want like a like a partner, but it wasn't like I'm looking for a new husband or anything like that. So hmm. it's very strange. I mean, we t- on our date the night before, she had said, oh, you're you're handling all this stuff so well uh, with COVID and my divorce. And so, yeah, I was I was a little surprised. I'll, I'll be honest, especially after I stuck I the landing say, so well. Yeah. So we were thinking like that. Well, we thought that, you know, that could be a a thing. Obviously, everybody wants to have a quote unquote happy ending to their sex, especially when it's like brand new and all exciting. It's strange to me, though. I feel like there's this phenomenon happens a lot. It happens to my roommate a lot. It happens to my my partner, Brad, who we call we call him Brad, not his real name. All the names have been changed to protect the guilty. But Brad, when he goes on dates, he, he often has this encounter. They'll have sex. And then he gets this little note, short and sweet, just not into it, you know, in one flavor or another. And it makes me wonder, like, are these chicks just getting a booty call and then they don't? Or is there something that happened in the conversation that was just a turnoff to them where they're like, oh, you're fun in bed, but I just 
don't want to deal with your bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, totally. It's kind of a mystery, but this, I have heard this story and it's actually, this is not the first time this has happened to me. This has happened to me a, a couple times, similar things to this, where, I mean, I'm, they don't, they don't usually just ghost me. If, especially if we've had sex, it's not usually, I at least get a text Although at least one yeah. person has ghosted me kind of afterwards. And that was kind of, that was kind of sucky. feels like at that point, you at least deserve a text. Like, Hey, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. I had a good time. I mean, I feel like. Thanks for having, thanks good, for fun. Like thanks text, for having a good time. A text can be helpful, but also sometimes it's just like, what do you, what does that person actually owe you? They don't really owe you much. You barely know each other. I mean, maybe you've had sex, maybe you haven't. But I guess the minute you're just like, I'm just not into this. I guess the text is actually the nicest way to go. Um, short and sweet and just let's not waste each other's time. Now, that said, I have some friends who I feel like will send that text before they've really like given something a second to marinate. But who am I to judge? I mean, like only you know what's going on in your heart and mind vis-a-vis -vis another person. So if if you're not feeling it, it's kind of a nice courtesy to just let the other person know that you're going to dip, I think. For sure. I think that there's got to be a tipping point somewhere where it's like, okay, we've been dating a long time and and now we're done. I was dating yeah. this person for two months who dumped me by text. And I thought that was pretty harsh. But yeah, I think if I got dumped after two months, I would feel pretty dumped via text after two months. I would feel pretty upset. Actually, my boyfriend's last girlfriend dumped her, him via text twice in the two months that they were dating. And it's funny because now she's sort of been backpedaling and texting him and saying, oh, you know, I... I feel like, you know, we never had a chance. And it's like, no, we didn't because you dumped me twice. She's trying to get back in and, oh, maybe we can be friends. But she's obviously a little bit volatile. The, the time that she broke up with him the second time, we were literally in the middle of a conversation about how much he liked her. And I was talking about how I really wanted to meet her. And then she was just like, oh... I'm going to break up with you because it's really clear to me that you're not as interested and blah, blah, blah. And your other relationship is. The text came in while you were while, having that conversation. Oh. Yeah. He and I were having this really great open conversation about where he was at emotionally with her and where he wanted it to go. And I was feeling pretty good about my comfort level with like this new dynamic and excited to meet her. You know, we'd met, but like get to know her, you know this is somebody that's going to become important in his life, then she's important in my life. And it was such a bummer because I'd finally, I'd gotten to that place of feeling like kind of comfortable. It's a little hard, you know, sometimes with the new relationship energy, when your partner's getting all zhuzhed up over somebody else. But I had gotten to the place where I was really genuinely happy for him and excited to, to get to know her and be a good metamor. And she was just like, it's so clear that you're not as interested in this. And, you know, this other relationship that you're in is toxic and, you know, you don't see it, but like, whatever, like it was a lot of her own projected insecurities in a moment where we were having a really great interaction together. And also he was being very like thoughtful and intentional about his choice of words around her. So it was just, I feel like people get a little scared sometimes. Sometimes it can have nothing to do with you and just like, maybe she's not in a place where she's emotionally ready. It sounds like with you, that you and your partners have this a lot with people that are kind of coming into like your poly 
cluster mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, I, I can't deal with that situation. Yeah. With me, it's like, I don't like you. I. <laughs> it's not even the situation. <laughs> it's just yeah. you like, oh, I'm out. When when is it when is it okay to text and when is it okay to that you have to have the conversation? I guess it re- depends on how much you care about the other person's perception and memory of you. If you don't give a shit about the other person's perception and memory of you, ghosting may be fine. Texting that you want to divorce may be even be fine because you're just like, I don't care what you think of me. You think I'm a piece of shit? So what? I th- I think you're a garbage person too. I had an interesting week. I met a on again, off again lover of my partner who turned out to be incredibly lovely and kind of sexy. And we had a really fun time together. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'm excited to see more of her. Wait, did you meet her with him or separately? Yeah, she came over for a drink with the two with of us. With just for you or with both of you? With both of us. She came over she for came a drink with, with us. She came over for a drink with the two of you. And then yeah. that that turned into a, a thing. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Turns out she's had COVID and she's been very safe. She she had COVID and recovered from it. So she's got antibodies and she's been basically not doing anything for the last three weeks. And so I was like, okay, we can have like a masks off situation because she hasn't gone anywhere and turned into a closed off situation too. <laughs> yeah. She was wow. great, actually. She's really like a cool woman. She's an author and she's, you know, got really interesting points of view on a lot of things. We had a great conversation and she's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, she actually has a boyfriend. Here's where it's a little bit messy. So she has this boyfriend who's really into the cuckolding fantasy. And he was really like into the idea of watching her with Brad. And uh, she's been messaging him for a while about wanting to make that happen. She's also bi. So she's dated women and had like full-blown relationships with women before. And she was kind of also she was flirty and into the two of us and she was sending pictures of herself in lingerie saying you know winky faces see you guys later this week and so you know it was it was kind of on from so she um, primed that pump early she primed it but part of it is I think she wants to do this as like a turn on for her man rather than necessarily being into us but, you know, she's a cool woman and we're kind of OK with where we would stand in that configuration. So I don't mind sort of being like used for that purpose as a fantasy. Also, I think like I could make friends with this woman and be intimate with her on an emotional level that may not end up being romantic, but could be friendly and sexual. Hmm. Well, that's an yeah. interesting that's an interesting uh, weekend that you had better than my yeah, weekend. It was a really good one. Yeah. Sorry. I don't want to like keep score, but I'm winning. Just kidding. Oh, you were definitely winning. You're definitely winning. I am raping the bottom really of the cool. ass. Shall we move uh, on? To our topic today? Why, yes, Ducky. Why don't we move on to our topic of the day? Because today is a very special episode. It's our COVID special. And we figured we kind of need to do this sooner or later because touch wood, we're going to be out of COVID sort of soonish, maybe if we all get vaccinated. I don't know. I'm hoping everybody in my family is vaccinated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so lucky. Yeah, I am. I mean, the kids aren't vaccinated, but all the adults at this point are vaccinated, which is kind of a miracle. We got really lucky. Some of them are essential workers. Some of them were able to like volunteer at 
super vaccination sites. But I, being a healthy adult who works from home, I am at the very, very bottom of the list. So it's going to be a while for me. I am also at the bottom of the list. However, I am slightly older than you. So that puts me in a whole other category. Ooh. Yeah. Let's, how does one date? Well, COVID is still raging. How do you meet new people? How do you forge new connections when it's unsafe to like be out and about without a mask on? So like, how do we do this? It's kind of hard. I'm curious, like what your go-to has been for dating during all of this? My go-to has been typically text the video call to outside date, usually mass walk or some kind of picnic. And then we get to do the evaluation of like, hey, can we be inside? What's your COVID risk level? What's your, how safe have you been? Should we get tested? In some cases I have been tested before people come over and they have been tested before they come over. Um, and, and so that's kind of been the the general rhythm. And then, you know, once you've broken that air seal, whatever we're calling it these days, it's not an air seal, right? It's, it's a breath. I don't know. What, what is it called? I don't know. The safety um, seal? It's, it's, I mean, what's, what would be the air version of, of fluid bonding, air bonding, breath bonding, something air like bonding. that? <laughs> Once a person has pierced your air bubble. <laughs> right. You know, so, this is, this so is that's an area my, that's where been I, my MO. I, I have a similar MO of texting, then video date. And if that goes well, figuring out when we can do maybe a socially distanced date or two. And then if that goes well, figuring out, okay, how do we get tested and quarantine? And I got to say, this is an area where I'm really grateful to be, you know, in the poly by community, because I've already gotten really comfortable with conversations around consent, disclosure, and testing to make sure that we're maintaining everybody's health. Previously, it was testing around yes, STIs. Now, there's an extra layer of socially transmitted concerns that I've got. And that conversation very much looks like the conversation I used to have around what, if anything, are you carrying that I need to be aware of before we engage in anything freaky? How safe have you been in your interactions with people? So it's the same conversation really as the safe sex conversation. It's just now talking indoors is is just as life-threatening potentially as having sex without a condom, which is that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that is one thing that kind of the, the poly and the LGBTQ community have really done is push those kinds of discussions are much more open now than they were years mm -hmm. ago. I mean, when I got back into the dating pool, I was surprised at the number of people that were like, here's my papers. I got tested three months ago. You know, this is who I've been with since they're this, you know, like extremely forthcoming about those things in a way that that was not the case when I was dating 20 years ago. It just was very different. Yeah. And I feel like that boundary pushing of what's acceptable date conversation and talking about your history in a really honest kind of way is such a breath of fresh air. I remember it used to be so awkward to like have the conversation about even like talking about condoms and like bringing up safe sex. It felt a little bit like presumptive and, oh, you're going to like assume that we're going to have sex. Like you, you, it was such a different conversation back then. And now it's just like, of course, we're going to be having safe sex, but safe 
safe interaction now is so much more than condoms. I've even heard of people getting together and doing it outside with masks on. I've not done that, <laughs> but I've heard tell that that's a thing. And that if you're both facing in the, in the opposite direction, less likelihood that you're going to be breathing each other's air. So if you're like doing something from behind, it's maybe a little bit safer COVID wise, at least doggy style or <laughs> a reverse cowgirl. Your time has yeah. come. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Or I you know, maybe believe. even fetishizing like masks and latex gloves could become a thing. <laughs> also, I, I love that this experience is pushing everybody to be a little bit more creative about what you do on a date. Because previously, I don't know about you, but I had like my go-to neighborhood bar. Every time I had a first date, I would always go to this one bar that's walking distance from my house. I would always kind of sit in this my same like first date little area that I like. It's a walk away from my house. So I could easily just peace out. If, I, if the date wasn't going well, I could leave and get home early enough to treat myself to a little bath and, you know, reading and whatever. Now I started dating during COVID. So I never had the opportunity to like have a neighborhood bar or like, oh, this is the best place to go for a date because you can be in and out in an hour. So my whole experience has been in COVID post-marriage. So wow. it's very bizarre. So I don't even know what it's going to be like in six months when this Holy is all smokes. lessened. So it'll be very yeah. strange to have the ability to be like, oh, let's meet inside somewhere. It's like, what? That's like <laughs> mind blowing. Like, wait, we don't have to do the whole video call first. We can just meet like crazy. Yeah. I feel like I really, I rely heavily on the video date because I want to make sure that the conversation is going to flow. And there's something about like body language that I'm realizing I'm into and there's certain things that people will do or not do on a Zoom that kind of lets me know if I might be attracted to them in real life or not. Like what? Well, I've noticed that if people don't make a lot of eye contact during a Zoom call, that's a date, I get a little bit like, oh. I know it's super distracting because everybody, all of us, myself included, have a gazillion tabs open. I've got, you know, my other screens nearby. So I know it's distracting, but when I can tell that they're like opening other windows while talking to me, sometimes I've seen that like reflected in people's glasses and I'm just like, oh, you are not paying your bills right now, are you? It's just, I don't know. It's like, it's like pulling your phone out at a, on a, at a, at a restaurant on your first date. So yeah, I just, feel that's like- That's just rude. That's just rude. You, that, that, that can't I went on a date with with one woman who was actually giving herself a acrylic manicure like long dragon nails she was an amazing nail artist and i thought oh that's kind of interesting but then i was like you're planning on hooking up with chicks with those talons about this it made me wonder a if she's actually ever been with a woman <laughs> or if she's more of like a pillow princess she was so busy doing her nails that she was not looking up from her activity to actually like be present with me. And I'm realizing that I really need presence when I'm having a conversation with a person, especially if it's a first date, be here with me, be real with me, show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the whole point of the first date, right? Is to like get that sense of chemistry, get that sense of connection. Right. If you're not feeling it, bow out. Stop wasting both of our times. Yeah. Be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go let the dog out, or hey, there's a package being delivered, or hey, oh, I forgot I had this other. Make up some excuse that you 
have to go. Don't waste my time by looking at Tinder while we're actually on the date together. While we're on the date. Yes. Seriously. I have a funny COVID story that could only happen during COVID times. So I went to go meet this woman at a park and she lives about 40 minutes from me. And it was in the afternoon and we were just going to do like some day drinking in the park. And this was back at the beginning of COVID when everything was completely locked down. So I drive out to the park, but it's in the afternoon. So before then, I had had this giant cup of tea just for the caffeine to keep me awake. And so by the time I got there 40 minutes later, I was like desperate to pee and there was nowhere to go. Everything was locked up, all the stores, all the gas stations, like nothing, nothing in the park. And so I'm in my car and I'm like, oh my, and I'm supposed to meet this woman. She's like waiting in the park for me, like right now. And I'm like, oh God, what do I do? So I had an empty Starbucks cup in my car and I'm like, this is happening. So I peed into the cup, put the lid on. And then I was like, oh, what should, should I just dump this in the street? And I was like, nah, nah, that's 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 crude. I'll just throw it away when I get somewhere else. So I left it in the car, went, we had this date in the park. The date was nice date. Date finishes. She's like, can you drive me home? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, this cup of urine has been sitting in my car in the sun, heating up. And I'm like this is just going to be terrible. So we go to the car. I open her passenger door so hard just to try to like blow some wind out so that it just kind of clears. And she must have thought I was insane because then I ran around to my side and did the same thing. And then like quickly got in the car and like rolled the windows down. And I'm like, oh, it's so hot in here. What did you do with the hot steaming cup of urine? It's just sitting in the car right now. I can't do anything with it. I, I mean, I can't dump it out. She, she, she'll, she would know that that there was something happening. So I drive her Did home. You sell it? Did she sell it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think, thank God, I don't think that anyone smelled it. Because <laughs> I, I, I drove her home, dropped her off, and then, uh, and then I... Drove back to my. We had a second date, so and she she didn't say like anything about like the didn't say anything about it. Maybe maybe she did smell it. I didn't smell it. I have a pretty sensitive nose. I think I would. I, I don't know, but that was my COVID pee in the park story. That is an only COVID moment. And I just love the idea of you driving around with a hot cup of Starbucks urine. <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> delicious. That's their new Tazo tea. <laughs> Starbucks, if you're listening, we're available for endorsements and commercials. Any if you'd like to sponsor the show. Have a, okay. have a you know, piping this reminds- cup of, of steaming hot urine. Oh, mm. God. Do you have any good COVID date stories? Anything that's gotten weird because of COVID? Over the summer. It was really, really hot here. And I got a big inflatable uh, pool to stick in my backyard to cool off. And I had a socially distanced date. It was a, I thought, okay, it's a 12 foot pool. So if we both wear our masks and sit on opposite sides of the pool, we're, we're perfectly distanced. 
and it's outdoors, of course. So this could make a really great date. And I have to say it, it turned out pretty nice. It was, it was a good date and being in our bathing suits, but like not being able to touch, it was very like kind of hot actually. So I, one thing I'm really enjoying about COVID dating is that it's slowing me down from going straight into a physical kind of thing, maybe like as soon as I normally would. And that Victorian kind of idea of courtship and like passing little notes back and forth to each other. I have somebody who like drew me this beautiful picture of me and my cat. And I'm just like, oh, this is so nice to feel like, like there's a little bit more energy and creativity in the courtship. And instead of going to just yield bar or like another restaurant for a first date, I'm getting to explore the different arboretums and gardens, public gardens all over town. I actually, my pro tip for other poly people in Los Angeles is you can get a family membership at the LA Arboretum for 85 bucks. And then you and your partner can each go together or you can go separately and take another adult, i.e. your other partners. So it's like, if you are in a V or a, a quad or a triad, anyway, it's like a great family kind of gift because you can share it within your constellation really easily. And I love that. So I, I feel like there's a, a good amount of creativity. And I see a lot of people at parks now on first dates, which is so cool because that's not been the go-to for me for a long, long time. So I'm digging it. So how soon do you normally get physical with someone? Is it the first date? Is it second date, third date? And I don't have a hard and fast rule. I've never had like, oh, it's got to be three dates or five dates or two months or I don't have any of those kinds of rules at all. The first time I was married, when I met my husband, we didn't even really date. We became friends because I, I was I had just gotten out of a relationship and I was like, I'm, I just don't even want to date. Uh, so we ended up becoming friends and hanging out all the time together for four months before something changed. And I saw him as a sexual creature. And then when we finally like slept together, it was like, oh my God, like I felt like this very like intense connection. And that was lovely. My second husband, I was grieving the loss of my first husband when I met him. And man, we just like, it was the first night I met him. We kind of, I unleashed a lot of pent up frustration on him and knocked his socks off and then he ended up marrying me sometimes but what about sometimes what it about happen just really quickly your standard joe or jane doe that you're seeing so it, it can happen on the first date can happen on the first date it's happened on the first date what i have found is it doesn't matter really if you have the ingredients to build a relationship. It doesn't matter if you have sex on the first date or the 50th date. If you don't have the ingredients to have a relationship, it doesn't matter if you're going to have sex on the first date or the 50th date. Waiting a long time doesn't necessarily make me have the ingredients for a relationship. And giving in to my desires quicker doesn't remove the ingredients for an amazing relationship. For me, I don't have any kind of hard rules, but I'm really careful about like having the conversation about what what a person has. I want to maintain my STI free status. I can't believe I made it through the HIV era and the syphilis apocalypse. And I'm not going to like catch anything now if I can help it. God damn it. So I have that conversation. I practice safe sex and I kind of 
just go based on what I feel. Like if I, if I'm wildly attracted to somebody and it just feels like the timing's right, it might happen on the first date. And if uh, I'm wildly attracted to a person, but maybe I did yoga that day and haven't had a chance to take a shower, I might hold off because I want to like make that first time feel really spectacular. And I want to get in the headspace and the physical space to really let myself feel free and open and not be self-conscious about like, oh, I didn't shave my legs or whatever. It really depends, but I don't have any hard rules about it. I just go kind of go with the flow. Do you have any hard rules for you and have those rules changed in, in life? COVID. Not really. I mean, my I'm often taking my cues from my date. So if they're like, yeah. hey, let's go to the bedroom or hey, let's do this, then I, that's usually like, oh, okay. But no, I have no hard and fast rules. It sometimes happens the first date, sometimes the second. I don't know. I mean, m- maybe because it's COVID time that stuff seems to have like as we talked about last week, once you go to someone's house, you're like, okay, I'm here. Let's do this. It, it, yeah. it, if you, if it feels I like as soon for as two weeks for you, <laughs> it feels like as soon as it's, it's finally in my apartment, then it's like, okay, we're letting our guards down. We've trust each other enough right. that we can be here. But yeah, I don't really have any any hard and fast rules. What are the things that you want to take from dating now in this COVID reality into your future dating life in a post-COVID reality? Is there anything that you want to keep? Because for me, I really am liking the getting to know you on a video chat, chat because it like it saves me time. I'm realizing I could screen a lot of my first dates with a 20-minute video chat. And if we don't have enough to keep the conversation going in a 20-minute video chat, there's really not a whole lot of point to meeting up. Also, that gives me a chance to verify how old are your photos? <laughs> Do you look like your photos still? It gives me a chance to verify that they, they can string together a sentence properly. So I really like that. And I'm keeping that. And I never did that before. Agreed. I, I think probably the video date will be the one thing that may make it post COVID. Although I do find it difficult to tell chemistry from video date. But yes, you can tell some connections, some appearance kind of stuff, some 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 ability to have a conversation. Although I have to say, I have had video dates where the woman knew exactly the right camera angles to make herself look amazing. And then we met in person and I'm like, this, you don't look anything like you looked on the video how did you do that like it was like a magic trick wow somehow that she had gained uh, like a large birthmark on her face and 50 extra pounds i'm like yes yes i was it's jaw-dropping wow yeah i've seen that with like photos where i'll show up and somebody's like oh that was from 10 years ago when you were in college hmm Right. Uh, yeah, photos are famous for I'm this. Seeing, I didn't I, think video was yeah. was was so easy to manipulate, but be warned. Well, on Zoom, you can do the thing where you can smooth out your skin, but I still don't know if there's anything that that can make you look skinnier. That's crazy. I think most of her weight was like below the camera line, hmm. you know. And but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even about the. The skin smoothing, it was like how she had positioned the camera, you know, like those pictures that people take that are above their head to make them look thinner, you know, Uh, uh, you know, there's so many, there's (laughs) lots of tricks out there. 
I feel like when I'm saving in time of not having to like get all gusted up, schlep on out to whatever, and then find that this person is really boring. So I, I like the video date a lot. I also like the creativity of not always just going to a bar or restaurant. I like the idea of a hiking date now, and I'm going to keep that too. And we'll talk about some of those in our last segment today. We'd love to get to know you. Got feedback or comments on the show? Want advice on a situation in your life? Email us at genxpod at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Whether you're Generation X or Gen Y not, we want to hear about you. What grinds your gears? What gets you off? And what do you love or hate about dating and relationships in this crazy world? So email us and we will answer your letters right here on our podcast. (laughs) It's time for our next segment, which is Better Living Through Tech, where we review a dating app or service and talk about what we like about it, what we hate about it, et cetera, et cetera. And today's app review is going to be dun, 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 dun. plenty of fish. So plenty of fish. plenty of fish is a dating app and I hate this dating app. It is so bad. Yeah. It is the worst dating app that I have ever used and hope to use in the future. The the quality of the people is really bad. The app is super ugly. It is super hard to use. It's very confusing. It does a lot of stuff for you that I don't really want. Like it expands the range of my searches to like a hundred miles out. So that I'm like looking at people who are like three hours for me. And and I'm like, no, I don't want this. It is garbage. It is. I have had no luck on it. The people that have contacted me are usually like missing teeth. I, I don't know who this app is aimed at or aimed for, but it is. Missing teeth. People that have led hard scrabble lives, let's put it that way. People that look like they have been, they put down the cigarette to take the picture for their profile. Just, (laughs) it is, it is just, I don't like this app at all. You can't even do like regular things like the swiping and stuff just doesn't work with this app. It's all about, like you set up these kind of search parameters and then you start looking through basically the search results based on your parameters. There's, it's, I mean, there but is. That, on the home- I mean, isn't that kind of all apps where you put your parameters in? I mean, how, what makes this one different aside from the garbage humans that you're pulling up? What makes it different is I don't think that the home screen is filtered by your parameters. I I don't think so. And then the search results are for your parameters. So you have to basically kind of go into these search results to to target the people that you want. Otherwise, it's just like a rando grab bag on the front page, as far as I can tell. I signed up for this app and 
for whatever reason, I just I decided to pay for this app. And I think I forget what it was. I paid for like the first three months or something like that. And within like three times using it, I was like, why did I pay for this app? It is the worst. And and maybe I'm I'm not, maybe I'm being uncharitable here. And maybe it's just good for certain places or certain areas. But where I am in the Bay Area, it is uh, it is not worth a nickel of, of your hard-earned money or five minutes of your time. I would just go straight to any of the other, literally any of the other apps than Plenty of Fish. It sounds like a stinky, rotten fish. It is definitely a rotten fish. I give it thumbs down <laughs> for sure. Take a pass. Take a hard pass. Cut bait and run on Plenty of Fish. <laughs> So we got two thumbs down. I'm going to, I've not used plenty of fish, but just based on your description, knowing how shallow and looks based I am driven when I'm in an app swipey mood, it's really about like attractiveness of the people who are on the app that like hook me when I first download it. And these toothless lot lizards you're describing are not my jam. So I'm going to, I'm going to join you in the thumbs down. I mean, most of the pictures are blurry and like out of focus. Like they were taken with an iPhone four. It's maybe I'm not the target audience for this. Maybe the target audience are people that are sleeping in vans down by the river that need some companionship. (laughs) I have a lot of friends that live in vans down by the river. <laughs> oh my God! Pick your- no, I, I I feel like I feel like the, this kind of app. You know, when you described the blurry pictures, it actually reminded me of Classmates.com, which I didn't get on, but my mom got on and got really into. And I think like maybe maybe this is for the boomers. Is it possible? Like if they're like you said, ridden hard and put away wet, kind of looks it- wise. Is it possible that they're just twenty years older than us? No, most of these women are kind of my are kind of my age. I have to say, I have not seen a lot of young people on here, but I did, you know, I also, my age parameters don't go very young. At least around my area, there's almost no, and I I can see why they were like, thought they could be helpful by expanding the search range. I could see that that may be helpful. I I could see the designer being like, oh, well, we'll just help them if we can't find anything in their range. We'll just keep showing them Rather than give them nothing, we'll show a whole bunch of different people that are slightly outside the range. And maybe they might be interested in them. But that is also problematic when you're talking like there's a big difference between like a 25 mile range and a hundred mile range. I mean, maybe there's yeah. places in the Midwest or something that, that that's fine, but not in an urban area. All right. I want to hear from any of our listeners. If you love Plenty of Fish, we're completely wrong about this sushi platter that you guys are offering up. Let's 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 hear from you. If you love plenty of fish, we want to hear from you because that's the, that's pretty vehement dislike on Ducky's part. So, if you're a fan of this app, we want to know why. <laughs> it's time for unsolicited advice. We've got some really exciting unsolicited advice this week because we were talking earlier about COVID dating and, you know, going to parks and la la la. My hot tip is if the parks and these like other like cutesy little picnic spots are full and you really, really want to be safe, another really fantastic option where there's not a lot of people roaming around, but lots of great strolling out in the fresh air, cemeteries. 
you can go to a cool old cemetery and it will make for a very interesting story later if you guys end up getting married. <laughs> we met for the first time in a graveyard. Seems like a great beginning for a marriage. <laughs> oh, cynicism. <laughs> I think graveyards can be great because they're flat or usually flat or like gently rolling hills. Sometimes they have pretty views, but it's a nice, easy kind of stroll situation and you can usually avoid too much crowds. So yeah, cemeteries, enjoy. I can see that there might be a lot of things you could talk about too. Like, oh, look, this person died when they were 17. How do you think they died? Or, oh, this is a civil war person. Or this is, you know, this person died in World War II. Those could spark discussions like, hey, my grandfather was in World War II. Oh, so was mine. What did he do? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that that not to mention be... like the existential, mm-hmm. the existential kind of conversations about like meaning of life and like where did what what does it all mean? And how do we feel about what our mortal finite little lives get encapsulated to? I think it can actually in gen in genuine truth. I was being sarcastic earlier, but I think it can actually spark tons of conversations, just like you're saying, and questions about life itself, which is kind of cool to have on your first date. For sure. I mean, you can definitely talk about religion you can talk about heaven you can talk about meaning you can talk about your bucket list what do you want to do before you're put in the ground are you not supposed to talk about religion on a first date i don't know if you would want to talk about specific beliefs although the people that really want to talk about religion really want to talk about religion on that first date they have it on their profiles already where it's like i love god i love jesus the Those person are I'm all hard nose for death. me is definitely yeah exactly there there are no for me as well but there are definitely people that i will swipe right on that say oh i'm catholic or i'm protestant or an other and then you can say like well, what is you know hey are you a practicing catholic are you or how were you raised that's always a good one were you yeah. raised in a religion and do you still believe it do you still have that same feeling i mean yeah. all that stuff kind of uncovers some really interesting values i think And it's like, well, what do you, what do you still believe from this mystical nonsense that you (laughs) have grown up with? Or it could be cool. Like, hey, I'm in a cult or those kinds of things. I want to start a cult. I'm actually looking for some cult followers. So yeah, I guess I I would mildly curious to date somebody who's in a cult and see if I can turn their belief towards my beliefs and then like maybe get them to follow me to the ends of the earth and build me a goat farm. In Los Angeles, you should be able to find some Scientologists that you can probably convert. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose Scientology would be good pickings for me if I want to like start snapping up cult followers and get them to like become my followers. I can have a volcano with a space alien too. But yes, go to go to a cemetery. <laughs> that is a tremendously good idea for an unusual date. Kind of And if your cool. and if your date agrees to it, if your date agrees to it, then you know something else about them that they're willing to go outside the norm. Exactly, which is kind of up, right up my alley. I want somebody outside of the norm. Okay, sexy exes. Thanks for listening to Generation X. And remember, we really want to get to know you. So if you've got feedback on the show or want advice on a situation in your life, email us genxpodcast at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Whether you're Generation X, Z, or Gen Y not, we want to hear from you. Tell us what grinds your gears, what gets you off, 
And why, why do you still love and hate dating in this crazy, crazy world? And until next time, be excellent to each other. We did it.